Boomcast. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Boomcast. We have another great episode for you today. Uh, we got a special guest on the show, but first we have myself, Storm, your host, my co-host, Evil. And <laughs> we got a special guest for you. Uh, he's the community mod for the Dallas Empire, the director of socials and marketing and branding for Wester and the Codcast podcast. And last but not least, the host of the Ladder podcast, Gersh. What's happening, my man? Yes, sir. Always good to be here. Uh, it's a great day outside. Blessed to be in California. Uh, hope everyone else is good. <laughs> Light flex right there. But uh, yeah, glad to be here. Right on, man. And before we go any further, shout out Illy, mm-hmm. man. Shout, shout out. Yeah, you got to have the tagline in there. The whole no, hometown hero, you know, got to represent. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I wanted to chit-chat with you guys real quick about some of the craziness that happened yesterday. So first of all, do you guys think Frosty's tweet is going to hit one mil? Do you think Nate Shot's going to... Not within the 24-hour period. So here's the stipulation between the two. So there was one tweet, I think it was by Nate Shot. It's like, hey, so many retweets, I'll get a tattoo, like whatever, right? Right. And then Frosty posted, like, how many tweets to get, like, on your face or, like, whatever, like, and he said one million. So there was... There was two. There was like a so yeah. It was hundred hundred k for the actual tattoo. Yeah. Right. And then a million One, for yeah. people to choose where it goes. Yeah, but that's yeah. a million within twenty four hours. Right. See, Nate last I checked, a, a it was nice like little fine print. Like yeah, last I checked, it was like mm-hmm. quarter mil. I think. So I don't know. Seventy one k. Yeah, seventy one. The Frosty one, sorry, was at a quarter mil. But that's crazy, man. Frosty one made it. Like, let's talk about that. 100K in like, Mm -hmm. he got that in like, what, an hour? I don't even know. Yeah, it was was insanely rapid, dude. They're they're saying like, Ninja had a lot to do with it, which obviously his following is huge, but. Yeah. mm -hmm. Well, I mean, in general, man, the platforms that he, the, 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 the stage at which Nade shot has like catapulted himself with. With that uh, Super Bowl commercial, not to mention mm-hmm. like all the support from like all the streamers around, like you said, like Ninja helped out. Like it's just crazy how much like Nade Shot is catapulted above like anything in- imaginable, especially with the Hundred Thieves brand and everything. So something like this getting the people going, you know, it's provocative. Like yeah. <laughs> gets <laughs> it's the pretty people cool. going. Gets the people going. <laughs> Dude, no, uh, Clay's trying to tweet about it too. Like it wasn't just the COD community; it was the entire Twitter community that. uh was on eight shots back for that so it's it's cool to see right <laughs> yeah for sure man like yeah. any, any social media boom like that it's crazy speaking of like the tl yesterday we saw mm-hmm. some awesome cdl action going on and man the the subliners tw- twitter account shout out miss yang the subliners twitter account chose violence mm-hmm. yesterday straight Insane, up chose violence dude. bro <laughs> dude, we were already talking about it like has to be at least a top 10 tweet of the year Top ten. Oh, like, I don't sure. care. I don't care what happens. Like in the next coming months, I don't care what happens at champs. That right there, like for what it was, has to be top ten. Yeah, that's not getting bumped down for anything. I don't yeah. care. It's it's cemented in the top ten. Did you see that tweet, Jim? Yeah, you dropped something. Yeah, and it was, it was, <laughs> dude. But think yeah. about it though. Think about it though. That was such a good pickup on the subliners. Like they picked him up as like a fill in for Hydra. And then, like, mm-hmm. he just turned into this dark horse and just went off. And it's just like his stock just skyrocketed. Like, shout out a, Zuma, what a man. Showing. Shout yeah. out Zuma. Yeah. A huge part of it is 4v4. And we, we were talking about this um, in, in like the Empire chat yesterday. It just, it just completely changes the dynamic of how things end up being because four, or 5v5 was just clearly, um, if, you're, if you're that guy with reaction time, you can outslay people, then you're benefited. But 4v4 and bigger maps too, slower time to kill, all that coming together just means if you're more tactical the way you approach things, right? You're not just uh, relying on your subs to be faster than everyone else. Um, you have that advantage. So why like a team like Rocker too is able to beat Empire. Um, it's I don't know. It's really it's really fun to watch now, just because the league's at a point where it's saturated with talent and competition. There's no team out there that's just like, oh, you know they're gonna lose this or you know they're gonna um, dominate. So I was gonna say it's it makes the uh, it makes the CDL pick'em thing real hard, man. Like exactly, I, I'm down bad right now. I don't know about you guys. Jeez, man. Oh, I gave up, dude. I literally gave up after uh, Rocker or uh, Rocker beat Empire. I was just done. I go into it now, looking at teams. I'm like, do I give them a map or two against these guys? Like, maybe play it safe because you're still getting points. Like, 
if you don't get, you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. do like three, one or whatever. And if it's three, two, mm-hmm. you're still getting points, but still like it's a coin toss now, like four V four and the way this game plays, it's just like, you know, there's a lot of factors going into it, like it being online. And then, you know, like I said, like go four V four, the way the game plays. Um, I think we'll see even more action. Like if they do reintroduce like smokes and snipes into, uh, into the game, you know, S and D is going to get spicy. Like mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it, you know, oh, yeah. but definitely um, respawn is, is really exciting. Honestly, for sure. All right, man. So Gersh, we need to know yes, a little bit about you, brother, for the people who don't already know you uh, or know your backstory or whatever. Just uh-huh. give us a little bit of like, so I ask all our guests this, like, who is mm-hmm. Gersh today? How would you describe yourself today? Uh, today, I put it simple. I'm just an aspiring uh, esports professional, uh, ideally in the COD scene. That's kind of where I have my roots and that's what I am most passionate about. Um, at, at the present day, as you mentioned in my little intro, appreciate that, by the way, uh, I'm handling all this stuff at Wester, which is uh, one of the top organizations in the Challengers scene and beyond the Challengers team. It's also just a collective of multiple professionals in the COD esports scene as well as streamers. So, for example, a guy like uh, Glow Frosty, who plays for Subliners on their academy team, he's still part of the western brand so it's more of a collective the way a mob or, or the mob or um oak boys is uh, if you guys have a yeah yeah for sure. yeah yeah and we, we see the western like an, we like see the western hashtags everywhere yeah go yeah. ahead jim I, just trying to keep that growing would you describe it as kind of like a network you know what i mean like it's like they're like an umbrella network uh i think network makes it strictly professional um we like we like saying collective just because it is at the end of the day um just the name of their friend group real talk yeah. that's how wester started um Sick. so it's like basically what we tell people is it just so happens that there's a team competing in challengers called wester but at the end of the day like we're a brand Everybody's. not a yeah, yeah. Uh, i think our tagline nowadays is a uh, wester's a family not a team so <laughs> that's kind of just the, the motivation going uh right there I respect and then uh yeah empire i'm a community mod um uh, basically just help out with a lot of community events just facilitating things uh making sure uh the outreach is going solid and then um also just helping out with uh, ideas for content here and there and when i say content it's strictly social i'm not involved in uh, any of the videos or anything okay um yeah it's it's kind of a blessing to be part of that um i was telling uh you guys before the stream just it's it's been kind of crazy um the way things have skyrocketed there of course empire being my team and getting the opportunity to work with them is kind of surreal so there's that and then the place where it all started the podcast um yeah uh you if you want if you want to get to the backstory now <laughs> yeah yeah go for um, it yeah go for it yeah so essentially like i i'm someone that, that just loves sports like i follow football basketball religiously and sports in general I'm, i find myself pretty fond of uh but it got to the point last year where of course uh, nfl was offline for a bit nba was figuring things out so only thing left up was cod and i've been following cod since my freshman year of high school um like late aw early bo3 uh, also when i became a clayster fan shout out phase back in the day um <laughs> But yeah, I, I dropped off for a bit, like during World War II. Part of it was just uh, personal stuff, and part of it was just the fact that I despised the game. Um, so <laughs> picked back up during BO4 with all the hype, and then of course Modern Warfare. And with that being the only sport up, I got really invested in it. So I was watching things here and there, started going back to the streamers that I used to watch back in the day, um, one of which being Nameless. And I realized like, yo, Nameless is actually pretty chill. He's always interacting with his fans. Um, enjoyed being in the streams found myself there the most so um yeah started watching the the podcast uh around that time uh nameless knew me like I, I became a mod for him on twitch so he got to know me um a regular call into the podcast and then like one night i guess like mid, mid last year i'm just bored um <laughs> all my all my friends are busy can't visit half of them because they're getting like checked for uh for COVID, of course um I'm like, you know what? Podcast episode tonight, kind of slow. Let's uh, let's just spice things up, right? Let's just make it fun. So, <laughs> me being the the spontaneous, but also kind of um, trying to trying to think of a word besides naughty, because that's a really weird way to put it. But uh, <laughs> mischievous, uh, mischievous, <laughs> occasionally with with good intentions only. Um, type of person. I was like, I'm just gonna call in and just mess around. So I call in. Um, 
I'm just trying to put on a funny voice, right? But uh, Nameless thinks it's thinks it's Illy on a burner uh, because <laughs> my whole premise of the call in was uh, like talking about how Illy's like insanely underrated. And this was um, this took place after Empire had won the LA home series, um, and that too with Illy uh, out sniping Luskin in a Piccadilly search and destroy. Like he was he was the main star of that game, and I was just talking about hey, like Illy is insanely underrated. Um, so Nameless posts the clip to Twitter the next day. Uh, saying it's Illy. Illy confirms it isn't him, but it goes up on Reddit. Uh, next week, next week, um, I go into the podcast and I'm like, you know what? Like, there's something brewing here. If <laughs> if not um, creating a good meme in the community, like it's bringing attention to the podcast. Because I I should you not, dude. Like the next episode, there were at least like 300 more viewers than um, they normally been getting. So wow, I call man. in again. Um, it gets to the point where. They realize it's not Illy, so they start calling me like Illy's ringer or something, or Illy's cousin. <laughs> I guess it becomes eventually. Um, so yeah, there's that. Keeps on going, keeps on going. Uh, gets to the point where I'm like, hey, like it's a proven idea. Um, it is pretty big, but I don't like. I, I consider myself like someone with a good sense of humor, right? And part of that is also understanding like when something um, or kind of how to play out a joke, right? So. I kind of realized um, I don't want to keep doing this forever, right? Eventually, it will get old, um, and I don't. I don't I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not a clown, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna be my full time gig calling into the podcast. So You're trying to find a way to pivot uh, off it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I make a Twitter account. Um, original handle was Vonderhar Elite. Uh, that was a name I'd call into the podcast too because I had to just make like a a random burner account that seemed like I was like a random kid in the COD community. Right. So put David Vonderhaar and like a random elite (laughs) together. Um, Yeah. So I got that going. Um, And then I decided I was going to do a, a reveal like before empire got to champs um, just so I could, you know, be supporting empire on that public platform I'd garnered um, as myself, not as, as Vonderhaar lead character. Uh, and that episode actually ended up getting delayed. It was supposed to be Kenny. Um, so it ended up getting delayed to like two weeks after, which coincidentally was also the week after uh, Empire won champs. And the guest had been changed from uh, Kenny to Crim6 oh, of perfect. Empire. So yeah. I got to do my reveal there. Um, Crim and I had actually been interacting uh, on the timeline a lot because when I was playing the whole like, troll character on, on my uh, Twitter account, um, a lot of it was just messing with him. <laughs> um, if you guys, if you guys have seen my uh, my announcement tweet when I joined Empire, it was a quote retweet of Crim Six having told me back in the day, like "Get a job, you loser." And then the quote retweet is uh, "Finally joined Dallas Empire." Uh, <laughs> just mess yeah. with him, but um, yeah. So after that reveal, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. People knew that hey, like this is just a generally funny guy in the community. He's not like some asshole just trying to mess with pros um and i used that leverage i started um looking for opportunities to be more involved in esports as i already had become like really really in love with the cod community so i started running socials for um i think guilty esports was the first one they're an amateur organization um got picked up onto team dgen uh, another amateur organization actually um like a top 16 one right now so shout out to them um yeah there was that and then for me, it was just a lot of like grasping at opportunities. So the whole point I opened up this whole rant with was uh, the fact that I run socials at the podcast. Yeah, um, that was one of such things like nameless was pretty fond of me with the way like the podcast had grown and the whole meme. Um, of course, having known me before that, like as a as a Twitch mod. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I asked me in, if you need someone... <laughs> exactly. I asked me if you need someone to run the podcast socials because they hadn't posted since like may of 2019 um yeah yeah, let me handle it so um use that as a platform for growth kind of put in hard work tried learning a lot to this date um any of the graphics you see on the podcast uh, page they're made on google drawings actually not on photoshop Uh, because i my my pc can't run photoshop at all (laughs) Uh, we're gonna get to google drawings later on i got a question for that don't worry (laughs) for sure um but yeah it's it's just like a lot of uh amalgamation of details but hey man like what i'm hearing right now is someone who had a passion for you know the game uh for Mm -hmm. the scene you were quote unquote a fan to start and you found a way to integrate yourself into the scene and you made the most of it dude like there's no shame in that and like if anything you 
pivoted at the right time and you did the right things and you, mm-hmm. like you said, grasped that opportunities, which is, which is key, right? Yeah. I think the best Very, way to describe yeah. it is just to uh, go ahead. You handled it with a lot of tact too. Like some kids, like, you know, they'll, they'll take that opportunity and they'll just burn it in the ground and they'll just yeah. get too, too hyped up over it. But like, I think you played it really, really well, man, to benefit not only you, but now you're, you've proven yourself as a benefit to the community as well. So like mm-hmm. shout out to those guys that, you know, kind of threw that shot in the dark and was like, Hey, let's, let's see what this dude can do. And then, you know, you're producing. So good on you, man. It's awesome. Yeah. So the best way to put it would be like a domino effect. Um, what helped was just the fact that on my individual part, like before the podcast, I tried to get to know people just out of like socializing. Um, I'd, I'd been in touch with a lot of the, the social team at Empire, um, a lot of their community managers too. Um, so when like they found out that I was the one behind the whole like viral Empire fan on the podcast, um, I got contacted by uh, director of socials at Empire, uh, Carlos. Um, he hit me up and then presented me with the opportunity. And of course I was down for it. Um, and I think a lot of that was also just uh, on the back of the fact that I proved myself like in terms of, and this isn't me like gassing myself up. It's just like, I think it was because I had um, proven my, my intentions to work in the social scene uh, yeah. just with what I was doing at DJ and podcast. Um, yeah. So going to this year, I think was a big, big turning point just because for me, it was like, either I go into this year the same as I was last year, or I decide to cement myself as a esports professional. So rebranded from Vonderhart Elite, it's just my name, Gersh, doing a VE at the end, because kind of paying homage, but also I couldn't get the at, uh, the Gersh at. Uh, <laughs> um, there's that. I, I let go of um, the DGen and Guilty esports just because um, I, I had been focusing on the podcast a lot more, and I kind of did want to pursue... Uh, greater opportunities and that's like that's no disrespect it's just um like i did want to separate the time that i was putting into dgen guilty esports all those other smaller opportunities and kind of focus that energy towards a bigger one so luckily going into um this year i've been contacting people at wester and i think like january 4th or something i finally got a dm back um about their interest in bringing me on like i said wester is just a friend group so they knew that if they are going to be at the top, top of challengers it only helps to have that kind of social media representation yeah. um and a lot of it i will say is learning as i go like i don't have everything figured out uh, i don't like coming off in a way that's gassing myself up and i think like in in no way do i do i consider myself like at the peak of anything um Podcast is just learning as I go. I'm lucky to know the people I do and get guidance from people such as Carlos I mentioned. Um even even someone like Pistachio, um Internet Envy. Like he's my age, but there's so much, so much learning I can I can do from him. Um yeah, for sure, man. So it's just a matter of learning as I go, trying to not old <laughs> screw that dude like the best way to put it is just literally fake it till you make it kind of just replicating the examples of a brand voice just branding that i see in the community and applying that to the work that represents me at the end of the day um so that ideally down the line when a big organization or a cdl team does um look at prospects to bring on uh they see someone who's already able to adapt kind of the vision and the, the quality of work that they're going for so yeah yeah yeah, man, the whole fake it till you make it thing, like it can be said another way too, is like, like we, we tell some of like our young guys, like who uh, play for some of our Call of Duty teams coming up, mm-hmm. uh, we try and teach them like, listen, man, if you want to be a pro one day, you got to act like it now. Yeah. There's no reason, like you can call it fake it till you make it, but you got to address the part before you get the part, right? Or otherwise, uh, mm-hmm. no one's going to ever take you seriously. And you you yourself aren't going to be as invested in what you're trying to do if you're not really going all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. A huge thing I would say that's helped is uh, networking. Um, a lot of the opportunities I'm involved in right now are, I'd say, self-guided in the sense that um, they're things that I've kind of picked up myself. Um, I've reached out, gone those opportunities, which means that I'm not working for that like other larger figure. I'm not part of a an organization where I have someone coaching me on how to run certain things, someone teaching me every step of the way. Um, but the fact that I have been able to network has not only like allowed me to to meet new people and get my name out there, but also learn from said people. Um, you mentioned Yang earlier, like I was consulting Yang, uh, I want to say like a week and a half ago about my resume, stuff like that. Um, and it's not, it's not just networking with the intent of like, 
um, using connections to grow, but also just like getting to know people in the community, right? If I want to be here forever, like For it's sure, nice man. to to be interacting in a, in a humorous way and uh, roasting pistachio on the timeline, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out pistachio. Well, yeah. Who doesn't love doing pistachio. that? <laughs> I think one of the one of the best things you can do in especially in this in this scene is just being genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just being a genuinely good person all around. Like it just not only just networking, but it. it 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 makes people wanting to come back for more of you, not mm-hmm. just what you can provide. You know what I mean? Like you could be a cool yeah. dude at the end of the day. Like, you know, let's play some lead play after this, bro. Like, let's do it. Let's bro out. Like, let's, you know, let's just, you know, it's vibes. Yeah. So vibes are huge in this game. And the hearing that you can, you can bring that to the table, like anywhere you go, is just, it's, it's an inspiration to all of us, man. Like shout out to shout out to you and your accomplishments, dude. Like for straight sure, up. Man. For sure, Actually man. Means a lot. Yeah, so yeah. we got a we got a good background on you now. Uh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned your love for COD. You started you know, freshman year high school. Mm-hmm. So we have a segment called the Triple F segment. Mm-hmm. All right, the Triple F segment. So this is just yeah. a segment to get to know your gaming history a little better. Uh, okay. It consists of three questions, three Fs. The first question mm-hmm. being. What was the first video game you ever played in memory? In memory. Um, let's see. PS2 or DS? Probably PS2. Um, my first two, or I don't want to answer uh, questions that you might potentially ask later. So I'll say this. Uh, just keep it, keep it simple. First game was probably uh, some really, really, really off-brand uh, motorcycle racing game on the PS2. Like It's called like tt racing like i'm sure you've never heard the name but it just so happened that was like the one ps2 game i owned back in the day um right on man yeah actually actually scratch that i don't know if you guys remember the the plug and play things you used to be able to get where you just plug in like the the red white and yellow into your tv oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i came with a joystick um we had one of those growing up where it had like pac-man galaga all those uh okay the the og og game og yeah (laughs) okay so you took it way back. No, no one's gone that far back yet. So that's that's sweet. Yeah. All right, next F. Uh, so a game, the most forgettable video game. What I mean by that is like a game you put some time into, but mm-hmm. like no one's gonna pay you to play this game again. Like it was trash. You hated it. Like a game that you're never gonna play again. So a game that I was that I did put time into, but I never yeah. look back at it. Yeah, like, yeah, you're never gonna play it again. Um. It could be like I use the example like for certain CODs, like some people have CODs that like they hated and they're never gonna pick yeah. it up again. So yeah. I'm gonna be honest, uh I I don't really do much that I'm not like too into. Uh like World War Two, I I continue telling myself that I wasted sixty bucks actually eighty bucks on that. Um <laughs> I bought the extra stuff, but like I, I picked that game up. My my best friend and I that I'm also playing COD with, we played it for like a good month, month month or two. Like we kept giving it chances too during its cycle, but it was just such a boring game. So that's like the best answer I have. Um I didn't put a lot of time into it, but I never want to look back at it. I don't want to pick it up again. I despise yeah, the game. Most forgettable. Yeah. Right, right on. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there with you, dude. I remember picking that game up and I think I played twice. Uh-huh. Like I played it twice and I was like, I cannot get past the blandness of this game. Like it just can't yeah. do it. That I don't was, know what it was uh, about it. That was a campaign COD for me. Yeah. Straight up. Campaign, campaign was, was sick. Campaign was campaign sick. Was sick. <laughs> but like yeah. after that, just like, what do I do with this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm a, yeah. I'm a world war two junkie as well. So yeah, campaign was sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last F, uh, so you're trapped on an island, thousand up, thousand uh-huh. down, console or PC, you know, gaming thing of choice. You got uh-huh. one game for the rest of your life. What game are you taking with you? I've thought about this a lot. Uh, Wii Sports Resort. Okay, dude. That's... Yeah, re- replayability, dude. Like, I grew up on a Wii. Um, we ended up giving that PS2 away to my cousins. Uh, got a Wii short, shortly after and yeah dude like you, you can't beat the wii that's that's all i'm saying like that is the family console switch like yeah you pick it up uh it's a handheld but family interactions like that's just what the wii was and i'm glad to like be part of a generation where the wii sports music plays people know where it's from right <laughs> um do, 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 exactly. do. <laughs> i don't know it's, i've been, it's I've been waiting for someone to, to say we or you know something like more interactive with replayability so i'm glad you're yeah. the first one you 
jump that on there right on dude my girlfriend's been playing that just dance game because uh, mm-hmm. we have the dock for the switch that plugs into yeah. the tv and she's been getting down on the mm-hmm. dancing stuff and like last week she went insane i think we can actually post the clip after after yeah. we talk about this post but clip. she went nuts she was like you know top person for that specific song and score oh, for right. like the week and she just went crazy and then literally not even like five minutes later someone just shit on her score and she was just like down bad man like (laughs) dude literally nintendo is like untouchable no one's ever gonna beat them just i think it's like no one can make their games right just the quality but also the the love they put into like yeah mario zelda all that they're like the disney of video games if you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly all right, man. That was the triple F segment. Thank you for your answers. Hopefully people have a little bit of a background like on your gaming style and history. Uh, now I wanted to just get into some like stuff that's you know more in your wheelhouse, like social media type stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So obviously we mentioned and you mentioned that you manage uh, multiple accounts uh, in the social media, in the COD scene. Um, I wanted to ask... What are like some common themes that you've seen managing like multiple different types of accounts for different types of people? What are some common themes that uh, you either you apply or you see in the scene that are required to have a successful uh, social media presence, I guess? Uh, actually, the group chat I've been in for a while, like with uh, me and some of the homies I've met in the COD scene for a while, um, there's a running joke there now that like, my favorite phrase just throw out there is brand voice and that's just what it is dude it is brand voice at the end of the day um they're gonna be laughing watching this but <laughs> um i think and this is something like i had to learn myself um my first real implementation of it was when i had gone into Wester, and it's just um kind of having consistency in the way you present yourself but also when you do have that consistency in presenting yourself it allows greater recognition of the brand um it's 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 a really like abstract thing to explain sometimes but um like at the end of the day it is just the way you present yourself um whether it's like how you post something like the way you phrase things the way you space things out um it it just allows more uh more consistent recognition if that makes any sense like for sure um it's 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 like setting the mood basically okay (laughs) uh before your brand so like developing a personality for that brand, like its own, exactly. like its own character, you know, in a way, like it's, it's like its own living entity. A thousand percent. It's awesome. Cause that, that helps it set itself apart, right? Like any, any challenges org out there is going to put like, Oh, we won this game three. Oh, um, congrats to the boys. Let's gear up for the next one. Right. That's just your bare minimum. That's not going to influence someone to come back to your brand and, um, approach it with a with a more open perspective it's just gonna be shit i need to check the score for this game let me go to their account not even follow it just see what's up but if you are like capitalizing off of um anything you have going for you um whether it's just literally like what your logo is we have a palm tree we've put out like memes based off of just having a palm tree uh with what you got right exactly um and that's just what, what makes Western individual or it gives it indiv- individuality for its brand voice. And we're, we're all different as people, right? Like the way we present ourselves. So if you're giving that like individual presence um, to the way you, you present yourself as a brand, it's just only helping you distinguish yourself from others. Right on. It's like, I, I, I liken it to like, everybody's got their favorite TV shows, right? They're all different mm-hmm. genres. They all got a different vibe. They all got a different mood. But when you flip on that TV show, you know what you're getting. It's like the same yeah. thing when you hit the TL, like, you know, what kind of experience you're going to get and interaction you're going to get with like your favorite team or your favorite, whatever it might be. Right. And it's mm-hmm. important for those individual teams to hone in on that voice and whatever that is. So yeah. it's important. Uh, so other than Wester, which obviously you're helping and doing most of the brand voice and direction, uh, what are some, what are like your top three, I guess, orgs or voice brand voices out there in the social media universe that you think are doing a great job who do you think would you have uh, there clear first place is uh dallas fuel which is the overwatch team owned by 
uh, Envy, and that's like unbiased. Um, not, nothing to do with the fact that, like, I know people at Envy, and I know the person who runs that account, but just the fact that they're really, really shout out Lindsay. Yeah, shout out Lindsay. Exactly. Like <laughs> they're really approachable and friendly in the way that um, they present themselves on socials. Like to the point where you go there, it's just a really wholesome, heartwarming experience. <laughs> awesome for uh, for Dallas for Dallas Fuel. I don't know what it is, but um yeah they've done a great job there uh number two and this is just like things that come to mind instantly i could be missing out um some people but number two i think is e united e united is just like more of a community thing um uh, kind of messing with their fans but also like spreading the love they're all they'll always have a thing that's like oh um next few people to reply get like a follow um and it's 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 cool because they still held that relevance in the cod community but right now we're like two years past since they uh they were last uh relevant in cod as in right. i say relevant in terms of having uh, a being squad a part of the league. yeah, yeah. Team, man. um i mean credit to them they won last time they were part of cod but like the fact that they've been out for that long and um we're in a position now where since that we've franchised we've garnered so many more fans through warzone and they are still holding that level of relevance is pretty cool um i think third spot would probably be um kind of out of the blue dark horse uh respawn chairs or respawn products uh they're just okay. a hardware company but the way their social team navigates like what they do uh what i talked about like making the most of what you have they have like a running thing where it's just like tweeting out chair every day just that's a good morning tweet just chair yeah, sure. um, yeah. <laughs> um I like I don't know who runs socials there, but I need to meet that guy because it's yeah. it is just the epitome of making the most of what you have. Um, making memes about like, or maybe making memes that are not only topical but tie into what they have. Um, for example, I don't know if you have seen the the CDL broadcast this year. They have like a really weird green screen and yep. a, a fake desk overlay where it looks like the casters are floating. Yeah. Um, Respawn replied to like the first Call of Duty League tweet that had like a screenshot of that saying, uh, "Hey, you guys might need this," and it's like a link to one of their uh, desks that they offer. <laughs> so, so smart. Yeah. Yeah, we were Shout talking about that. We were talking about that green screen. Uh... Uh, look the other day. Mm-hmm. Not sure how I feel about it just yet, but it's gonna I mean, be it's uh, gonna be a meme in the future, man. Like literally, sure. people are gonna use it as a meme. They're gonna they're gonna take like a clip from like a a a major or a homestand, and they're gonna like just sit put side by, by side, side and like <laughs> <clears throat> right on. Uh, so just kind of pivoting off the so the social uh, brand and everything in developing that brand voice and like Mm -hmm. pursuing, you know, getting your name out there and getting uh, your brand out there. What are your favorite platforms currently to do so? I know there's a lot of social platforms now, but what are are like the top Mm -hmm. ones that you see the most, I guess, benefit or interaction with? Uh, Easy answer is TikTok. I think clearly because at the end of the day, um, growth in the future is going to be from a younger generation. And the fact that TikTok is known as like that app with the the greatest like saturation of the younger generation's attention um is it's just the spot to do that there's like a lot of nerdy psychological stuff i can get into about how like the reason tiktok's so successful is because um as we go on we have shorter attention spans right like as you get younger um and tiktok just caters to that right that's why like a lot of uh successful content on youtube is just like the ones with the jumpy editing where it's just like yeah little clips put together and like bright noise and all that um yeah that's just meta way of thinking about it but uh, grab grabs your attention right what's crazy exactly. to think about it is like literally tiktok is vine reincarnated exactly that's and wild people, people have and a like, hard hard time accepting that but and, and another thing too, you talk generationally, dude. Like millennials are considered boomers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Well, millennials, <laughs> millennials were like the originators of Vine. Like, yeah, it's why exactly. It's it's a weird phenomenon, but it is what it is. Um, beyond TikTok, I think Twitter helps, but Twitter ends up being like, I want to say, older side of Gen Z, millennials, um, and up. You won't see like a young. 12 year old on on uh, twitter um instagram is what it is but i think instagram is kind of really it's in a weird place right of, now it's dying yeah, I mean, man it's i, I, I want to say dying but it's i think like, instagram is like the myspace like currently of like socials 
I think it would be Facebook. Facebook is Facebook, just like yeah. if you go on Facebook regularly, um, most of their demographic happens to be older. But Instagram to me is just in a weird spot between like um, being a platform where you go specifically type in a page for what you want um and then occasionally you will get stuff that's catered to you so in terms of growth it's confusing there but a huge one i'm missing right now is youtube um youtube and tiktok a thousand percent the most active the most um engaged with by younger generations and biggest room for growth and it's crazy to say that about youtube has been around since 2005 but um still lots of room yeah it's it's them doing things right right so for sure 100 percent uh and in going off that like youtube for for example like some of the biggest creators like who started out like way back 2005 or whatever mm-hmm. there's we've seen like three or four different new waves of creators that have blown up and even surpassed those original people since then so it's like mm-hmm. there hasn't been any like lack of new creators or new people jumping on like when I think about Facebook or MySpace or like any of these older social media platforms, like it had its like decade, you know, like mm-hmm. it had its decade of where it was prime time. Then it just, they've slowly kind of like fizzled out, but YouTube's yeah. been power, like powerful from the jump and like, they're still going. So that's crazy. And it's, it's cool because, um, you've seen platforms like Instagram introduce IGTV. And even if TikTok tries to like, put out longer videos or have like a separate form of the app where you put out longer videos. No one's touching YouTube because YouTube is just like relevant in the way that it is. It has a global outreach. Um, and it's Google, Google, Google is really smart with the way they adapt to things. They're introducing the whole clips, uh, yep. feature for streams. So yeah. Yeah. They're cemented for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool to see like if there's any competitors down the road, but it'd be hard, man. It'd be hard to compete with YouTube yeah <laughs> well you gotta consider it too man like the 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 evolution of the internet and like the streaming platforms like i i don't own regular television service or like cable mm-hmm. like yeah, everything's either. streaming and the amount of time i spent on youtube versus just like tuning into the boob tube like it's it's insane i've learned so many things on youtube as well like it's an educational tool so if you want to pick something up like playing a guitar you can search it and you can learn mm-hmm. it you know what i mean like i learned how to hunt just watching youtube videos yeah um all kinds of stuff and then cooking recipe like cooking recipes stuff you can subscribe and watch sports you know what i mean it provides live streaming for the cdl like it just offers so many things in such a broad spectrum that literally any generation anywhere could just tune into it and it's very user-friendly so you know shout out to them for making such a uh, user-friendly platform and just being on top of it one-stop shop it just adapts naturally. Like you talk about TVs, uh, TV services dying out like slowly. I mean, even if you are someone with a TV, right? Like you, if you if you can't catch an NFL game, where do you go for highlights? YouTube, YouTube. Exactly. You you don't you don't wait around for Sports Center to come on whenever it does. And even then, Sports Center has like that one play from that one game, right? But yeah. YouTube is the one stop shop, and it just so naturally adapts, just because it's individual people catering. So anytime like there's a phenomenon happening because youtube has like that amount of the population it's going to adapt into the way youtube happens you talk about memes like memes aren't memes don't just exist on like reddit or instagram memes will start showing up in youtube videos and then it becomes like a youtube thing and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's a really 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 like overarching uh phenomenon just the yeah. way things work but youtube is of, killing the game speaking of memes dude memes have turned into a, like a, a, a currency like Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dogecoin's a meme. <laughs> it's a form it's... of currency now. It's insane. It's insane, dude. <laughs> to the moon. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. not going to get into that. Uh, I had another question just about uh, the social media accounts you have managed in the past and manage now. Uh, are mm-hmm. there any like common rules you follow? Like what I mean by rules is like certain like structure or rituals that you follow like time of day to post or uh, type of post do you alter do you post polls on one day do you post images videos on another like just any rules that you've kind of or structure that you followed across all your accounts do you find yourself having um, a bit of a structure there's basic things across all accounts like of course finding that right time to post um and that too varies we talk about like youtube having to adapt in certain things um people have to adapt to certain things on other platforms too right like um 
for example, if there's like a CDL match going on right now, I wouldn't want to post something that has like a lot of engagement while Optics playing because people are going to be watching YouTube. They're not going to be browsing Twitter waiting for something to entertain them. Um, so there's that. And then the second half of it, like beyond those general things, is it just depends what your brand is. Um, kind of like we talked about consistency in brand voice, but it's also consistency in content. Like if I'm a team like Wester, I wouldn't be asking people. Um, like what your favorite uh type of like thanksgiving dishes right um yeah it's it's something that people will do on twitter for engagements but it's just so out of place on the western account whereas on the western account like because uh we have the whole little california vibe going on Mm -hmm. um we had we had the little like engagement post the other day we were asking people about um what west coast team they'd want to see in the cdl um, and that too was building engagements like an hour before an announcement. That, we had tweet, yeah. that was a good Which tweet. Was, uh, yeah. it. I voted on it. San Diego, baby, all day. <laughs> exactly, dude. Doctor Disrespect wants to come to San Diego. Palm so. trees and plastic cups. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's gonna be sick, but um, it's just strategy like catered to to what you want to do. Whereas podcasts, podcasts, um, a lot of like my engagement posts will be related to players themselves, uh, as opposed to like. Cod in general, I would I wouldn't put out a post that's just like, um, would you want like Sledgehammer or uh, Treyarch to develop next Cod? Because yeah, that's kind of basic, but also Codcast is CDL focused, right? right. So um, a lot of it usually is like I'm trying to think of specifically. Oh yeah, I had one that was like uh, a cafeteria and the different like groups of players, so, like the grinders. It was like yeah, Illy, yeah, yeah. a few others. Um, the content creators. It was like Enable. The different clicks. Um, yeah, and like which which table do you want to sit at, right? That yeah. one got a lot of a, a lot of gas there. Um so yeah, just it depends on your page and uh the way you vary things is just a matter of like strategy. So you're not gonna put out all polls on one day, right? Uh, right it's yeah. just fading them out. So yeah, yeah. Right on. Uh another question I had, so like maybe mm-hmm. a question that you might not get often or like people don't I guess hit on or talk about much is what are some of like the harder things or the struggles that a socials manager or socials uh, representative uh, go through that people might not see behind the scenes? Like some of the, I don't know, stresses or the harder things about, you know, keeping, keeping up with the, with the trends and, you know, just the whole stress yeah. of it all. What are some of the speed bumps? Yeah. Speed bumps. Um, I wouldn't say speed bumps cause speed bumps is like implying certain things, holding you back. Um, in a, in a large way, I think the other way to approach it is more of things you have to be um, ready to do. Speed bumps you have to be ready to go over. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah. No, better way to put it, fitting your analogy, this is really random, but you have to be ready to drive within the speed limit. Um, and I say that, for example, like when you're when you're entering the highway, you have to be ready to drive around like 45, 55, 60, right? You're not going to continue that. 20 mile per hour pace it's the same for social media like for for a team like um like empire and i'm saying this having to gone to speak with a lot of social guys um yeah they per se work like part-time or full-time but their eyes have to be on social media 24 7 because if you're if you're missing um in the two hours last night where uh frost and nature have them back and forth you're you're missing out on the opportunity to capitalize on like that content right yeah, right um if if you're not awake um at that like the 7 a.m announcement where empire says clayster's getting dropped as a cdl news page you're not able to capitalize on that so um social media managers are like the one role out there where if they are on their phone all day just don't don't get mad at them for it because uh part of it is just yeah it's the grind um it's the literal job yeah exactly i think do you think that takes uh, a toll on on your mental though? At, at on my point? mental, I can't say yet. Um, I I think a lot of that is because right now, just the way things are, I am at home all day. Um, but uh, a lot of it is also just the fact that I have like I enjoy I enjoy it. Um, so <laughs> it's it's not something that like I find. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's a it's a chore to browse social media. I mean, as a as a young person myself, like it's just something I do anyway. Um, it's just like that extra level of enjoyment. Just the fact that if I see something funny, I'm quote retweeting it, putting on my, my timeline and, um, hmm. enhancing, enhancing the comedic aspect of it. 
Yeah, um, and sh- shout out your timeline. If I'm going to put your socials here on the screen. Anybody who's not following Gersh, make sure you hit him with a follow. Dude, put yeah. some fire memes and fire... <laughs> just funny content on the timeline has me rolling all the time. So yeah, hit him up with a follow. But yeah, I, back to your point of like how it doesn't bother you. I really do think it's like a personality thing. You know what I mean? Like I think certain mm-hmm. people's personalities and just the way they are can handle the social media verse a little better than others maybe per se. And it has a different impact on like their mental state, I guess, over a long period of time. Um, so I really think it comes down to the person. There's different levels to it too. Like you'll have the more, uh, not corporate, but I say mature in, in the sense that just their brand voice, not not because they're more mature as a person. Um, you'll have like the more mature kind of figure. Um, for example, like EU, John, he's on socials all day, but whenever he posts, it's more of like, it's it's more of a mature brand voice whereas someone like me and this is like weird to think about because i'm not actually an intern at any cdl org but i'm considered like an intern um in the community just because of like the way my brand voice is just um you know making making jokes out of a lot of stuff but also still having like that that small small level of um professional attachment right right on um here and there so yeah, and I got that like it was it was kind of surreal to think about the other day. I don't know if you guys know uh, Zach Esports, yeah. um, community manager at Rocker. He had a post like saying, um, "Who do you guys think are like the, the best interns out there?" And people were tagging me. And again, not to gas myself up, but it was just like the realization of why that's happening. Like I'm not an intern, and people know that, but I'm I'm seen as that just the way I voice myself on the timeline and the type of stuff I post. So it's like a reminder to yeah. you that the intentional brand voice you're putting out is working i guess you could say yeah yeah but that's the thing on my personal page it's not it's just the only yeah it's just me the only like (laughs) things i go out of my way to fix are of course presenting myself in a way that's not um turning or like turning away a potential employer right so of course having that basic level of like decency not being out of pocket um insulting players the way like some meme pages do um no none of that but yeah, you don't want to burn any so, bridges before they're even exactly yeah. <laughs> um and just really regardless out of basic like decency right it, yeah, it takes a lot to to be where they are and i've i've had the experience of learning that thankfully so yeah right on all right i think we're going to switch to our second segment which is called tweet break So tweet break, breaking down your tweets. So we took Mm. a deep dive into your TL and uh, I pulled out a couple tweets that I just wanted a little more of a breakdown, like what you were thinking when you tweeted it or what, you know, the bigger story behind them. All right. So Mm. first one is, I'm going to read it out here. All right. I was a model dot, dot, dot for the library in high school. Happy holidays from Gucci Gersh. So there's a picture, it's going to be up on the screen. Uh, There's a picture of you holding a bunch of gift wrapped books with a Santa Mm -hmm. hat on, you know, giving a good smile. It's a a good picture, man. You're looking good. So just give me the back, give me the backstory on that. Well, I mean, I've put on some quarantine pounds since, but that was a senior year of high school. Um, Our librarians in high school were like chill. Um, yeah, they were they were nice people. It's an old, uh, an elderly man, elderly lady, um, but I I just I just knew them just from like saying saying good morning to them every morning when I walked in. I'd um I'd chill in there like before school started just because like my homies and I had a table. We're just meeting in the morning and like talk as opposed to standing outside in the the rare California cold. Uh, yeah. Fifty degrees for us is something we're not trying to handle. So yeah, there's, <laughs> um, a, there's a light there's a light frost on the grass. Uh, we exactly. get inside. What do we do exactly? Yeah, um, so it was it was just chill, chill the vibe out there. We knew the librarians. Um, yeah, just it just so happened that one morning, um, the one of the one of the librarians approached me and he's like, "Hey, Gersh, uh, you mind if I take a picture of you real quick?" Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And then next thing I know, it's like the little promo for uh, the library, <laughs> like in the winter. Um, part of it was also um, I was I was involved in a lot of things on campus. Like my senior year, I was the the uh, banker for the school announcements so um yeah just a <laughs> just a little like figure for the library kind of tied oh, into that the, the, the librarians pimped that, you out man 
Little, yeah. little did you know that's that's kind of grooming you to what you are today. You, know, you can kind of dig into that past and like seeing as you as like the banker at the school, like such a small thing. That, like some people will look at you like freaking nerd, like when they're when they're in high school, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of like benefiting you today. You know what I mean? Like that work and that that learning thing. Yeah. Oh, I said uh, I said anchor, not banker. I said banker, the, man. Even better though. Even better, yeah. Yeah. Host of a podcast, social media. Yeah, even better. Anchor makes even more sense. But yeah, it's the the point's still valid. Like the little things that we do, like I I say this, I tweeted about this the other day. Like, yeah, I can get a little like uh inspirational on the TL sometimes. But like I just had this Mm -hmm. thought of like uh like be inevitable in whatever you're doing. What I meant by that was, is like, whatever you're doing, I don't care if like you're in high school, if you're in grade school, if uh, you have a high paying corporate job, if you're a janitor, like whatever you're doing, be very intentional with it and do it to the best of your ability because you never know what can come of it down the road. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the smallest of things, like being an anchor at high school, like, doing it to the best of your ability, you never know how that's going to benefit you down the road. You know what I mean? So that's what we try and tell yeah. everybody. It's a really valid part right there. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Or All right. be the banker. I mean, you can be a banker. I'm not shitting on bankers. Shout out to all the bankers out there. All the bankers out there. <laughs> all right, next tweet. Uh, let me pull this one up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You haven't been to California if you haven't had Gersh's signature hot Cheetos peri peri tandoori chicken. Mm-hmm. Give us the lowdown on this chicken that sounds absolute fire. Give us the lowdown on the recipe and yeah, give us the background. Well, recipe recipe doesn't uh, go go public anytime soon. But <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. We uh, culturally, I'm Indian, and not only do we invent spices, but uh, I like to think that when I cook, like I really know my way around flavors just because um, bigger guy, I I know what I like to eat and I know like what specific flavors will help it be that way. Um, just kind of like the mindset going to cooking. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm normally in shape, but <laughs> quarantine. Um, regardless, though, like I, I know I know what I want when I cook and it just so you know your food. I'm able to emulate. Yeah, that, that intention of the flavor. Um, so. So hot Cheetos, hot Cheetos. That's just an added benefit. Um, whenever but, you have, but it's, a, a, it's actually in there. It's it's actually in there. Yeah. Damn. So it's like it's like a little uh, breading without having to fry it. Okay. Uh, as as the flavor too adds the little color with the the dye that they have in there. Unfortunately, but hey, it makes it look better, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, there's that, and yeah, I'm a yeah. big barbecue guy. So I didn't know if the hot Cheetos was like a reference to like the flavor of it or if you actually put them in there. So oh, the fact they're that they're actually in there, that yeah. makes it even better, dude. Well, shout out to Indian food, dude, man. Like, honestly, it's so good. There's a lot of yeah. uh, Indian food actually around where I live in Greenwood. There's a huge population. Um, mm-hmm. There's a chic population, too. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of Indian joints and they're freaking awesome. Like, and if you like Indian food, you like big flavors, curries and whatnot, like it's it's great i mean yeah. in in my past i've lived in the middle east you know i was in afghanistan mm-hmm. and been through kuwait and stuff like that and i had the opportunity to eat some of that food and man was it good like yeah, dude and that's the thing about indian food too like it's it's generalized but if you if you get to know like specifically what you're um what what part of india you're having like there's there's different different things um for example like my family we're from like the north where there's two things we're big on um eating meat and drinking so like we, we like to joke that we're like the the southern u.s of india uh, <laughs> yeah, you go. but you're up north yeah it's yeah. yeah. ironic you're the rednecks um, and indian <laughs> exactly um yeah so so like being able to you know make a nice barbecue is always a always a good skill to have um, right on all right those were the two that i pulled up that was tweet break thank you appreciate you breaking those down and you heard it here first folks that gersh is a master with the barbecue so i i dude i want to try that chicken one day i don't know if that'll i don't know if that'll ever happen but if i ever find myself in in the uh california area i might hit you yeah. up always always <laughs> uh jim you had some questions for gersh the man uh, yeah, man. So my first question. Um, so is there like being a social media guy and being like kind of network with some of these these bigger entities, you know, 
Um, is there any sort of like unwritten rules or like some common like decencies you have between other organizations? Like when you're about to tweet something and it involves them or like, do you give them a heads up? Is there any sort of like unwritten rule book that goes on? We'll talk. Um, part of, part of like social media and no pun or basic like blatant name reference intended uh a lot of it is having social skills right if you're if you're kind of a there's no better way to put this if you're an ass the way you present yourself like as a person it's going to come out in your brand voice too um so i think a lot of like social media managers out there like as people too they're really easy to make friends with they're they're nice guys so whatever you do see like a team calling on another team it's it's just banter um even if it is something like you think is serious the way like um what was it? LAG, Los Angeles Gorillas called out respawn chairs. Um, shout out respawn, by the way. <laughs> called out respawn chairs on their uh, on their post the other day. Like it's it's no it's no actual like corporate beef between them. It's just like having fun. Um, unwritten rules. Sometimes they will collab on stuff. For example, um, last night when uh, mutineers were playing Phase, they both had like the idea to do uh, memes from Step Brothers movie. Yeah, dude. that um, was so fire. Back and forth. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, a lot of it is just playing off each other. And what I mentioned about being active on the timeline, like that, that helps out with it too. Just seeing yeah. what other teams are posting and bouncing off of that. I mean, you'll see, um, if not in in content or post form, like orgs will do that in in the comments of things. For example, like uh, one thing we do with Wester is whenever someone's tweeting about challengers or tagging us in their posts, like at the at the minimum, reply to it with like a thumbs up or a or a gif if it's something we can play off of, like um they're they're being comedic in the way they've announced challengers um yeah we'll we'll throw we'll back onto it but um you you never want to go it's just basic decency right you don't want to go out of your way to like throw shade at someone um yeah. if you are it's it's just with comedic intent it's never okay that deep yeah yeah sweet uh next question is uh your thoughts on the cdl going back to land this year uh i love it i think it's funny because the two teams i, I am really like in favor of uh, both get called online teams not only empire with uh, their success last year their mickey mouse ring um <laughs> and it's cool because that's an nba term but it's just played into con um yeah with their mickey mouse ring as people like to call it and um wester too wester of course being that dominant on uh the online format of challengers um potentially going to a land event in the future um i, I want to see it happen like regardless of um my my team having that online success i think like regardless uh i already said regardless but um the, i think it's the just hype good. would be the hype would be huge for their first hype would be good. Yeah. and then of course just like from a league perspective the competition's better that way less excuses and less uh less hackers there's there's hackers and in, um, integrity yeah we, there's so many issues with cheaters in the challengers cups which is why like mm-hmm. a lot of teams just just hate it now um yeah triumph gaming like big oregon challengers they they lost to a uh team of team of cheaters so that was rough but yeah um and then also just growth of the league like you have home stands you have opportunities for fans to interact that's big parish legion people love to like roast them but from a professional perspective the reason they had a lot of things get chalked up for the year is because they were trying to build a market in france and without any in-person branding or marketing like yeah they couldn't no home stands no public event no yeah call of duty being advertised in the city of paris it's just oh uh if you go to this website people are playing this one game you can learn about it but well yeah, european the european theater is just absolutely dominated by counter-strike as well you know like as as like first person shooter mm-hmm. uh standpoint like growing up uh i'm a counter-strike player myself like mm-hmm. 1.5 1.6 kind of in my opinion the pioneer of like those land first person shooter like esports with those large like events a lot of teams were from europe you know you like mouse mm-hmm. sports from germany and sk gaming from sweden you know like yeah. everybody you know was just hyped up out there so th- i think like like you said like it's very important for for like places like london and paris to really put on a land you talk about how like you know the crowd presence in in london is just unreal uh, when it comes to like imagine stepping into the you know it's like it's like the 12th man with uh, the seattle seahawks you step into that you step into that stadium and it's like it's, insane, it's a presence yeah. you know what i mean those london yeah. those those london fans are just insane and they they'll mm-hmm. rip on anybody dude the refs like <laughs> shout out to the best hockey fans in the world real quick there you go 
Yeah. But uh, uh, my next question to you is uh, with with Lance potentially coming back, like what events are you yourself hands down like you are making you're you're going? Uh, it's it's a bit rough this year just because I am uh, transferring from college to university. But ideally, like all that all this year stuff aside, let me give you your, <laughs> the answer you're looking for. Um, ideally, something in Dallas, um, just because I've I've really come to connect with the team, and whether it's just Illy, whether it's the fact that I'm friends with people on the team, um, it's it's gonna mean so much to me to get that opportunity to finally like you know get down there and meet those people in person. I'm a, I'm a yeah. pretty social guy, so it, it just it just means a lot to finally have that first land event back right <laughs> get it to meet be the people blast. i've been gassing up for yeah for like six months now so yeah for yeah. sure i could imagine that would also kind of double down as like the the actual real life like man i'm like i'm like making it you know what i mean like you're getting that like so. <laughs> that interact that one-on-one interaction like and I'm, I'm not to like like being kind of like a fanboy to it all like being able to meet some of those pros like in person yeah. you know due to your efforts professionally i think that that, that would be kind of cool too you know like Always, yeah yeah. All right. We're going to start wrapping it up here. We have one more segment called the Q&A segment. Perfect. 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 All right. Q&A segment. So I got a few questions from some people on Twitter uh, when, I, when we posted our announcement that we were having you on. So they had some questions for you. I'm just going to pull them up here and we are going to ask you and get your opinion. All right. All right. First up, we have... We have a question from two people, uh, both Fusions and Sep. Shout out to them. Uh, kind of the same question in both, so I'm just going to ask it uh, together. One second, let me pull it up. All right, so their question is, any tips on growing like your personal brand or socials, like from not from an org perspective, but like from a personal perspective? So I guess like we could say like top three tips for someone trying to grow their personal brand. Um, number one, be yourself because you don't want to be going out of your way to do certain things that aren't natural to you. And it's going to be really obvious that um, they aren't natural to you, right? Um, if you're, it's, it's going to come off as you trying too hard to be someone that you aren't. Whereas if you are like your own person, it's just going to be, we talk about consistency and brand voice for a brand. If you're doing that, if you're just being yourself, it's, it's no effort for your own brand. So there's that. And the second part of it is, of course, being, uh, being active and being aware of, not only how to interact with people, but also what's going on in the community. So, um, yeah, it gives you opportunities to uh, have your posts really be out there, which only allow for growth of your brand. Um, easy example off the top of my head, when the whole uh, the whole 100 Thieves stuff was going on last night with Frost and Nate shot. Uh, of course, you got to keep coming back to that big news. But yeah. <laughs> I had a little meme going out, going out, going out last night where it was like a stock picture of someone getting a tattoo, and it was like POV. You work at hundred these in twenty twenty one, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick example of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question from the at org owners account. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two part. Do you play league play? And mm-hmm. if you had to choose three org owners to run league play with, who would they be? I do play league play. Um, three org owners. So here's the thing, dude. Um, the whole run of the podcast, like, yeah, I did what I did. I spoke directly to pros and messed with them. But the one time I've ever been like nervous to call into the podcast was uh, when Hastro, like CEO of our, yeah, the the owner of NV, um, was on. So no, he's not the CEO. He's the he's the owner, but. Um, I like contrary to popular belief. I don't know if I'd want to be in league play with him just because I would be like too shook, anxious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus, he used to compete, dude. I'm not going to be getting trashed by like CMG kids in front of Hastro. <laughs> <laughs> um, or owners, probably just the ones I've had the pleasure of like really uh, already becoming friends with, whether it's people at Hire, Triumph, a lot of the um, Challengers orgs. Um, and I think it's just a matter of the fact that like the challengers teams are a lot more um, available in terms of social interactions, whereas like the, the CDL orgs are they'll have people in management that you never really get to know or hear about. So yeah, they got a lot going yeah. on. Makes sense. Uh, follow up to that: How often do mm-hmm. you find yourself uh, networking or? You know, like in the corporate world, like you take someone out to lunch to get to know them for a possible mm-hmm. like business venture or partnership or something. 
How often do you find yourself like in the actual video game playing Call of Duty, like networking with people, using it as like a tool, I guess you could say? Um, I'd say I'm only really like starting to. Uh, I've it's just like ever since League Play dropped, it's kind of translating um, the connections I've made from like social media um, into hitting someone up and being like, yo, you, you want to play League Play um, right on. later? And a lot of that is because, as I mentioned earlier, like people in social media are just approachable like that. Um, the whole like friendship aspect has just been natural over time. Um, it's just a matter of who's available, right? So yeah. <laughs> it just takes initiative, like tweeting out uh, a need one for League Play. If someone is willing to, they respond and you say, you know what, let's run it. Um, yeah, just, just a matter of initiative, basically. Right on. All right, man. Well, I don't want to hold you up any longer today. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we thank you for taking the time to, you know, give us your backstory, answer all our questions. I know a lot of our like followers and stuff are going to take a lot from this episode. So appreciate you. Uh, congratulations again on all your success and the success to come. It's only just the beginning for you. And uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Always, always means a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate it. <clears throat> I don't I don't hold myself to any like greater stature so all any and all love just means the most so appreciate you guys as well make sure you hey, guys like- uh hit him up with a follow I'm gonna put his socials down below uh hit Gersh up with so. a follow for sure what were you gonna say Jim I'm rooting for you man team Gersh over here appreciate you man <laughs> <laughs> right play on. Some yeah. League play, bro. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to get him in some league play at some point with the voice. Always, always. Might have to carry me, but though, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, we have uh, in our cord server, uh, we got the passion pit, bro. That's what it's for there sure. for. For sure. And uh, don't, guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on this video, share it. And uh, yeah, until next time, thank you again, Gersh. Uh, we'll catch you guys later. Signing out. Yes, sir.